Welcome to No Capping with Brujita Mala. It's your girl, Ariana Lynn, and today you are going to take a walk on the wild side and walk right into my red room. Your discretion is advised because we will be talking about all of the kinky taboos that people are afraid to speak about. So let's get into it. Calling all my freaks. Where are all my freaks at? Because I need you guys for this conversation. So let's get into it. The first topic we're going to talk about is adding a third party into your bedroom, better yet known as the threesome. Many have dared to do the threesome. I don't know how many relationships have survived off of the threesome, but we are going to talk about it. So I'll start by saying there are two different type of threesome couples. There's probably more, but we're going to talk about two. So there is the couple that they're the threesome frequent. You know what I mean? They are constantly doing it. There's a lot of transparency. There's not a really, there's really no problems because they probably started out that way and they're going to end that way. Um, But then we have the threesome couple who they do it for, I don't know, maybe to appease one another and their relationship is not sturdy enough uh, in Brooklyn terms, sturdy enough to withstand that kind of chaos being invited into their bedroom and shit starts to go downhill. So a lot of people may question like why even have a third party come into your bedroom. And there's probably a lot of reasons for what I've heard, um, such as, you know, the relationship has gotten boring and the guy needs a little bit of a thrill. So the girl may second guess her boundaries and, you know, go for it. Um, or vice versa, the girl, she, you know, I've seen girls who they want to get it on with other girls. They, they want some and their husband is, or their man is super okay with that. Um, so they invite other people into their bedrooms, but there are, is there are boundaries or the guy, you know, is not a willing participant in the threesome, but is watching. And that's what we call voyeurism. And we'll get into that as well. So those are some of the reasons why people might have threesomes. It, you know, it, it really depends on the couple. So, so I'm here laughing because I have been put in a situation, um, to be in a, in a threesome and it didn't go well. Cause like back then, I guess I was a little bit more, I'm not going to say insecure, but a little bit more lenient on this conversation. Like, you know, I would joke around, but inside I would be screaming, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? So, um, like, okay, so I was basically proposition. I've been propositioned many times to have threesomes with couples and stuff, but this one time was for my guy. And, like, he, you know, I was joking around and going with it until, like, he started talking about, like, you know, the girl that he had in mind and everything. And, it skeeved me out. And like, that was that, like pretty much the downfall of that connection because I knew you was plotting on her for all this time. Motherfucker, you think that I'm going to really be okay with like, you know, say I might, like, I don't even know if I'm able to even get through it. Like definitely somebody might get shanked after. Like, you know, when everything starts to hit me out, it's a trauma to me. So I don't know. And I've also seen like really, really loyal girls open up their doors to threesomes thinking that that's the right way to fix their relationship and it backfire on them terribly. So to me, I'm more, let's be sexually liberated in the bedroom before we go outside the bedroom and look for other things or other people. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to all my polyamorous couples. Shout out to all my throuples out there. You know, I think that it takes a lot of, um, 
willpower, courage, discipline. You know, it takes a lot to be in a polyamorous relationship. So I think that that's pretty fucking dope. Um, get it how you will. It's better than lying, cheating, deceiving, um, side chicken, home wrecking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, fuck it. But, you know, just drop it up. Make sure, like, you know, you're not the cucumber in the water for those of you guys who've seen that reel on instagram don't be the cucumber guys and ladies please keep it nice and clean with your yoni products okay hashtag pretty flame game so now we're going to talk about like the more taboo side of sex so we'll start with let's say all right um we'll, we'll start small and then go big so like small is like the cock rings um <laughs> the, the choking let me okay listen the cock ring thing could go really far so there's guys who like to wear you know the toys on their penis like the cock rings the vibrators the rings that are vibrators even like the belt ties that like choke them out like at the base so me personally i'm with it like uh you know dominadora status so i will choke you out you know i'll wrap the belt around your penis drag you around if that's what you want like well, let's do it but then there's the next level type of thing. So like, then you go a little bit towards edging, which is like a skill. <laughs> I heard, I heard to be able to to do that is to be skillful, and you must have brolic arms. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you if that's your kink, you ladies are resilient because what those are. Let me tell you, you must be lifting weights at home. <laughs> like that shit is a skill. And then we got the extreme, which is like the red room that turns black, which is the two kids, one sandbox thing where like the guys, they enjoy um, stretching their penis holes. And like they take, um, you can look up this video online. Y'all see exactly what I'm talking about. It's like they shove wooden things and like the wooden, the wooden sticks get bigger and bigger and they shove it in their, their holes. And, and like, it's enjoyable for them. So I don't know what's the term for that, but all I know is that that's an actual kink and, it's pretty raunchy and hardcore to watch. I won't even lie. I mean, kudos to you girls who could do it because, whoo, you won't have to pay me a lot to show a wooden stick in your beach <laughs> Like, straight up. Okay, and then we got another good one that we're going to call, well, it's called pegging. So I have a funny ass story about how I found out about pegging. So back in the days, right, I was on OkCupid. Okay and I matched with this kid on OkCupid. Okay he lived around me. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, I'm loving it. And we hung out a few times. It was strictly platonic. But then, like, we were in, like, a more intimate setting. Like, we chilled, and it was a little bit, like, it was getting more a little touchy-feely, right? But nothing happened. But the next day, he wrote me and was like, oh, I really want you to look this thing up and, you know, see how you feel about it. So I'm like, okay, show me. And he tells me, okay, look up pegging. And I'm like, hmm, this sounds very, very pony-like. And in my mind, I thought about, like, a unicorn or some shit. I thought, you know, pegging, like a pegasus. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, let me look it up. So I look it up, and, you know, lo and behold, it's a whole bunch of girls with, like, 20-inch dicks just giving it to their men, like, straight up. Like, it was, uh, I, w I wish, I wish you guys could have been a fly in the wall to see my reaction to that, because I was in shock. Like, it took me, it really took me aback. Um, so that's a thing. And then, let me, let me tell you, there's, this is a normal thing for guys. Like, I have another crazy story that has a lot to do with the same shit. 
another guy that was trying to kick it to you, which I don't know, I might be a, a bi magnet, bisexual magnet, I'm not sure, but so this guy was kicking it to me, mind you, like, this was a while ago, but he was kicking it to me, and I was, you know, catching his vibe or whatever, but there was something that was off about him, like, I don't care, say what you want, I do have gaydar, and I just, it was up, it was ringing a little bit, but I'm like, he's handsome, like, he's not saying he's gay, so maybe he's not gay, um, boom, then he blesses me with a nude, the nude of himself, yo, when I say his bicho tasso, that was a bicho tasso, that shit was like 15 inches long as a horse, right, and I'm like, it was, it was nice, but something about the picture threw me, because it wasn't, it didn't look sturdy, if that makes sense, it looked like stretchy, like a worm, like, it was a nice penis, but it just had a soft look to it, like it could have been stretchy, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, I could have pulled it around the tree a few times, <laughs> I don't fucking know, so then he sends me another photo, right, and it solidified why, um, that bicho was so loose, like, like I don't know, he had a loosey-goosey beach. it was Gumby, it was like Gumby, like, yeah, exactly, silly putty type, um, so yeah, anyway, long story short, the next nude he sent me was a photo of him inserting his own horse penis inside of his own rectum, and it was stretched all the way front to back inside his asshole. <laughs> no, and if this, listen, I put, you, and matter of fact, like, I don't bring my spiritual shit into it, but this dude literally tattooed me. So one of the tattoos on my body, he did. So, and, and my saint, she knows because she was getting tattooed with, with the same guy. So listen, this is a true fucking story for those of y'all know, mm -hmm, my tattoo artist took it there. And after that, I was completely turned off by him. Like there was really no hope for us at that point. If you're listening, I'm sorry, like, you were a super nice guy, but it was just way too much, you know, there was nothing um, sexual about our conversation for you to, like, bless me with a nude, you know, so I was just very concerned, and then, <laughs> and then you followed up with that, I was like, Guinness Book of World Records, where are you, because this is a fucking talent. And then he, he was telling me, like, I have closets full of my own dildos and, you know, I use them on myself and you're 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 the only girl that um, I told besides my kid's mother. And I'm like, listen, I am not the one that's going to I don't want to I'm not I'm not pegging you, buddy. And I'm not strapping up for you. And I just all this woman. Can you imagine me strapping up, you know, a beach to myself to bend a guy over? Like, I don't think I can do that. But kudos to you girls who do it. Listen, we sell the bichotazo candles, but I will not be slinging around the bichotazo, okay? So now I have another um serious like topic. So I'm going to pose this question to my viewers. The question is, if you're with a guy who is absolutely addicted to anal sex, even though if he's he's with a woman, does that mean you're gay? Is that a sign of being gay? Is that a sign of, a sign of homosexuality? If you... Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you play around with your wife or whatever, but, like, somebody who prefers the ass over the hoo-ha, over the yoni. Um, to me, personally, I'm going to be, you know, my radar is going to be up if that's all you want. Because, one, you're either telling me that my pussy is trash, or, two, you're addicted to the ass. Like, you know what I mean? And why? Like, because everyone has an ass. So, to me, that's, like... And you, it's an ass that you're addicted to, so you would take it from, you know, if it's an ass, it's an ass. <laughs> like, it better yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So if the man is constantly um, avoiding, avoiding and ignoring your yoni, um, 
does that bother you or does that raise a red flag to you? Because to me, I think it would. Uh, Ionia is supposed to be a man's playground, like, you know, worship, like, and that's also where we are pleased from. Like, I know girls who might say they're pleased from anal, but like, in reality, you know, your sensory is off the Yoni. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Personally, I would prefer if like we could be ex liberated but not you're demanding my ass on a platter every night like that's I'm sorry that's not happening like I'm gonna my stomach is gonna be hurting I'm gonna be cramping like I, I be hearing I be hearing what y'all girls go through I see the real I see I, I've been on anal talk before so like nah I'm good what, what do you deserve to get some of that like that gotta be a gift you know what I mean so, girls, if your man is constantly ignoring your yoni, I am going to tell you, you might need to get a reading to look a little deeper into that because there may be something underlying. Um, it could be a preference. I'm not saying that there's guys out there who aren't straight and, you know, this is just their preference. But to me, everyone has an ass. Everyone. Even men. You know what I'm saying? Or well, everyone. That's something universal. So, like, dude, you're going you're gonna to love my flower and my kitty cat or, you know, you got to go. You gotta go. You're not gonna be demanding that shit from me every fucking night. Nope. Uh, so another thing, you know, I'm from New York City, um, and there's a lot of underground sex clubs out here. There's a whole bunch. I mean, there's there's in Times Square and Soho, Lower East Side. I mean, those really really high end um, Hell's Kitchen in those neighborhoods. There are the orgy parties, the sex clubs where you go in there and you have a drink and you know. If you, if you get playful enough, you can go upstairs and there'll be orgies happening all around and people having sex. And, you know, it's like basically like the movies and you can go there with your partner or I don't even think you could go alone. Like, I think you have to bring someone with you. You must have a plus one. Um, that way it's like e obviously equal for everybody who's in there. If there's an orgy <laughs> that breaks out in the bitch. So in New York City, it's more um, uh, common than you think. When it comes to like sex clubs and swingers, um, it's not taboo out here in New York City. So basically, instead of going to, you know, your local bar to have some shots, there's people who get dressed and they go to the clubs in the city and, you know, they want to get laid. So they go there and they end up fucking everybody and go home like a regular day. You know, <laughs> you never know. It could be your, your bodega man. It could be your doorman. It could be your Uber driver, your teacher, your doctor. And you'll just walk up in there and they'll be having a fucking orgy fest. Like, so New York City, I know there's a lot of freaks out here. And then we got the people who enjoy the oral and the fellatio a whole lot. And <clears throat> that is why <laughs> Miel de Mala was created, guys. So... Miel de Mala was originally created for candles and, you know, to dress your candles. But once I got a taste of it, automatically I thought of, like, what it what it would taste like, you know, on my target. <laughs> like, I'm just being real. What it would taste like licking it off my target. So Miel de Mala is for the freaks who like to bring edibles and things like that into their bedroom. Aphrodisiacs. Um, and it's really for oral sex. That's why I tell you girls, you know, use it on both lips because if you get him to suck the miel de mala off of the lips on your face, you have a way higher chance of him sucking the oil off of your other lips. So miel de mala is the shit when it comes to oral sex. And we are going to keep growing that brand for sex. And there's so many amazing things coming. So if you haven't got to the shops yet, 
You must get to the shops. Pretty Flame Game and Brujita Mala Inc. PrettyFlameGame.com, BrujitaMalaInc.org. Uh, we have all the good good for the oral. So make sure you get to the shops and check out your Miel de Mala oil for both of your lips, your soaps, your yoni sprays, your body scrubs, your lip scrubs. If you are into oral, the shops got you. Okay, so I don't mean to interrupt. This is just a game. Like, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have a question. So okay. what, about, what about the girls who say they squirt? Like, they, like, Ooh. squirt to a point where it, like, shoots out, like, a super freaking... Like, super soaker. Like, yeah, like, super soaker, a freaking fire hose. It's, it's, kind, it's kind of attractive, but it's also kind of, like... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hmm. Like, this is what I'm trying to figure out. This is so freaking gross. But this is the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like, I've heard girls come at other girls who squirt and say stuff in the nature of, you're not even a squirter. There's no such thing. You're pissing. Like, you're just straight peeing on these people. Oh, no, and they're believing They're it. squirting. So, like, I've always been a little confused because I, I'm obviously not a squirter because I wouldn't be confused. But, like, I'm a little bit confused. As to, is that even a real thing? Well, okay. So, like, I'll just say there's... Anyway, this is kind of weird. <laughs> but, like, I'll just say there's girls who... They, I feel like the first initial squirt is squirt, but then when they like OD, like when they start ODing on themselves, like then you're you're basically forcing your bladder to like shoot stuff out. Like that's what you're shoot doing. Shoot stuff out. Like because like, the first one, yeah, it's it, it is squirt, but the, anything after that, and even the first one is coming with a little bit of piss. So like just know that, guys. For y'all men who be like, yum, it's you. You guys are have a, a piss fetish because a little bit of piss, a little bit of juices is all inside of water, is all in squirt. But the second round is definitely straight up piss and bladder juice. I'm just being real, and you you know what I'm talking about for the girls who are OD. Like when I say OD, y'all seen them? I've seen them. It's a little yeah, bit much. I've seen it too. And it's like, <laughs> raunchy, you know? They be like shooting that shit like they freaking. Uh, one of those carnivals where you like whoever shoots the most to fill up the balloon type shit. I yeah, they like, be. They, listen, I've done seen girls shoot um, whole entire like cereal, like milk, like a whole gallon of milk. Oh, yeah, like, I have <laughs> seen mine. Now I'm out of cereal, here. Cereal, golf ball, golf Bye. balls, all kinds of shit, man. They, they, you got you girls are talented out there, like. Ping pong balls, you you name it, yeah, do it. Now there's that, and then there's that shit that you know you can't really you can't make no sense of it. Like the men who are out there shoving gerbils inside their anuses, and you know live hamsters, and they talk about that tickle. It's just like the forbidden tickle of a lifetime. It's just tickling their G spot, and that's why it's like the best orgasm of a hamster. I've seen shit like that. I've also seen guys um, who dilate their anus holes. And they stick cans, they stick bottles, they stick glass jars inside of their assholes. And there's this one video, if you look it up on Best Gore, it's called One Man, One Jar. <laughs> one Man, One Jar, guys. That man put a pickle jar inside his ass and it exploded. And he was literally picking shards of glass out his ass and moaning at the same time. Like he was so content. And then they stitched his ass up, and two months later, he was back to shoving fucking items back in the same asshole. All right? That is some next That is some next level kinky shit, okay? And all these things that I've referenced, if you look on Google, you'll find them. Another one where I feel like people just take it way too far is, you know, the, the bestiality. Like, inviting animals into your bedroom. So I watched the whole documentary about the town in Colombia. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, town, <laughs> the town in Colombia where every single child had fucked a donkey to lose their virginity. <laughs> no, they all did. You can look it up on YouTube. It's Vice Documentaries, the town where they all lost their virginities to donkeys. And there's literally a guy who fucks a donkey in the documentary. You can see him doing it. They say that it's warm, tender, it's better than any pussy that they've ever had. Um, even the little kids, they they say, I fucked 12 donkeys. Like, they they take it as a bra uh, badge of honor. And then the wives, they're like, every man fucks a donkey in their life. It's okay. I'd rather them go fuck the donkeys than, you know, go fuck another woman. So, or the man who was on viral on Facebook when I was like 12 years old for having sex with a fucking anaconda. All right. And that was when I learned anacondas do have vaginas because her hole was wide open and he was literally having sex with this animal. And that's cruelty. Like, you know, the animal must die. It's traumatized. Like, what are you doing to that poor animal? And probably dies after like that shit is sickening. You know, I just think that there's severe professional help for people who are doing stuff like this. I'm just being around my animal person, so I might beat you with a bat if I find out you hurting the animals in that way, but, you know, that's a kink that does exist. Don't get me wrong, I am all for kinky sex. I mean, you know, I have a few kinks of my own, and I'm sure everybody has kinks in their closet, but one thing I will say is when participating in any type of kinky sex, make sure it's something that you're doing because you're going to gain pleasure out of it, not because you're going, you want to please someone else. Um, I understand like if you're in a sub-dom relationship, then that's kind of like the, how do you call it, the goal or the motive. Um, but just doing things that are to please your partner versus the pleasure you're going to receive yourself. Um, so make sure that if you're in a sadomasochistic relationship, you're doing that because, you know, you're catching orgasms by being beaten the same way he is, you know, not because he wants to beat you and you want to make him happy, but that shit hurts and you're sore the next day with no reward nor, nor pleasure. Um, so just, you know, taking care of yourself and don't disrespect your temples by engaging in things that you're not comfortable with. Um, and staying true to your boundaries and using those safe words and, you know, things of that nature. Sexuality is sacred. And I feel like you should, um, enjoy your sexuality and never do anything that is going to compromise your, your spiritual health. You know, don't sacrifice your yoni. Don't, don't do any of that to please a man. And, you know, I know we always want to please our men, but to, to a certain extent, do it from a place of power, not from a place of, you know, I must do it to save my relationship or do it because you feel like you're backed into a wall or, you know, he wants to fuck another girl. So you just don't want him to leave you and you're scared to do it alone. So you bring that into your bedroom. It's not going to save the relationship. If anything, it's going to cataclyst it to really end and it's going to end in a really bad way. Um, so, you know, just do things off of your own boundaries and stay true to yourself always. And how about the guys who enjoy watching their women get railed by complete strangers or not only getting railed, but that's the whole entire motive. Like they set it up that way. We're going to go out to eat and you're going to go get drunk at the bar and I'm going to watch you from the corner over here and you're going to pick up as many guys as you can. And I'm going to be rock hard and then I'm going to take you home and rail you or I want you to literally go sleep with that guy and then come back home to me after I watched how you got him and I'm super, super turned on. That is what you call a voyeur or, yeah, that's like a voyeur or almost like a cockhold. 
basically a cockold, someone who wants to sleep with you after, you know, you've slept with someone else. Um, they get turned on by that other person's juices still being in you. Not necessarily your juices, but their juices. Like that's what it's, that's what it's about. That's why a lot of guys who do those things, they don't want their girl to take showers after, you know, they say don't shower. So, you know, I can slurp the juices out of you and just a whole bunch of nasty, crazy things. And also we have our women who literally go out of country to do the most nastiest things in the world to men. Um, a lot of girls will not admit it, but they do fly to other countries to shit on people. Okay, those those girls who go to Dubai, they're out there shitting on people's chests. I'm just being I'm just being honest with you. That's what I was told. Uh, I have a few homegirls who have done it, and they are living their best lives right now. And those guys that they're literally shitting on their chest, they do wife them. So that is another another thing that goes unspoken about. But you know, those who know, we know. There's just so many types of freaks in the world. You know, I could I could go for days. We have the feet, the feet fetish guys. We have the dirty panty fetish guys. We have the um we have the breast milk fetish guys. There are so many fetishes the fetishes out there in the world, girls. You know, you have to stay in tune so you're not One thing I don't like either is when you're genuinely interested in a guy and they make you to be a fetish. So you have to pick up on those red flags too. It's one thing to be kinky with your partner and engage in, you know, all the role playing and whatever. But it's another thing to think that you're about to date a regular guy and you're really his fetish. Those things, they go awry quickly. Um, so have fun, you know, in the bedroom, stay, stay alive, do use toys. Um, but just, you know, I guess stay hip to the times and find out all, all the sex, all the sex positions all the fucking sex oils maximize your sexual ah uh, how do you say it maximize your sexual playground with your partner to get the best result not all the time do you need to bring other people in or do the craziest shit sometimes a little bit of exploration will take you a long way so it's safe to say that your girl Brujita Mala has learned a lot about the kink industry I mean I've always been a little bit on the on the kinky side but not as far as some of the things that we've talked about in this podcast I mean I'm all for like toys I'm all for um like you know those butt plugs that they look like animal tails like I think that's pretty cool like I said I'm big on the miel de mala you know hashtag fellatio <laughs> but um I am super excited to see where our sex line goes. So for those of you guys who uh, haven't checked out our shop, go do so. And thank you for stepping into my red room. We're going to probably get into um, spirituality. We're going we're gonna to take a little detour and we're going to probably get into spirituality on our next podcast. I would like to talk about the twin flame uh, soulmate karmic you know that whole phenomenon so i hope that you guys tune in with me because i do have quite a lot to say about that situation um i have made a lot of revelations on a twin flame journey uh, a lot of research and i just would like to share my views with you girls so i hope you guys will all join me next week thank you for joining no capping with Burjita Mala. i am out